Okay, I'll start, I guess. Well, welcome everybody. This is Women's Dance episode four, right? Yeah. Right. I'm Dr. Rourke Guwahawi, and I'm here with my lovely new friends. And unfortunately, today we're missing Allie. She wasn't able to join us, and we can go around the circle and introduce ourselves. Sego, Victoria. Gwai, this is Janelle Bove. Just checking in with everybody. We're leaning into another podcast. We have a lot of room for creativity here, so I'm always excited to jump into these conversations with you and I always leave feeling a little bit better than when I walked in. All right. Well, I wanted to bring up the issue of um, body image and body and self-love today. We always bring up a couple of different topics in our group chat, and I thought that was something that was interesting and something that was important to our listeners and to us as a whole so i don't know who wants to jump in and talk about it first anybody anybody i i could jump into this um sure. yeah i guess i i guess for me um like looking back when i was younger you know i was very much i was thin you know and i really felt like good about myself when i was like a teenager and then i got you know, into a relationship at a really young age and started having babies and, you know, your body changes after that, you know. And then, you know, just, again, like, looking back, you know, and, like, how you're trying to adjust to your body after being a mom and then you're, like, you know, getting into being a mom and having more kids and your body changing even more and then feeling like you've, like, I felt like I lost something, you know, and I guess recently in the past year, I was really kind of trying to dive back into those places where I think I was still hurting, like wounded. And there was a lot of wounds during adolescent years. Like that was very much like the most dangerous time of my life was being a teenager. And, um, you know, your body's changing, you know, you're walking into sex, you're walking into like all kinds of stuff. And so anyways, you know, just kind of, um, you know, getting back to the topic, but with the whole body image thing, like I felt like at that time, like doing drugs and not eating and not really caring about myself in that way, like contributed to that. And I think like also having like other influences around me, right? Like other women, like how you hear other women or your friends talk about other women or how they talk about another woman's vagina or how that you know what I mean like mm -hmm. just kind of so you're always kind of like self-conscious of that you know what I mean or especially like when you get pubic hair right <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like do you have pubic hair well do you or don't you know what I mean and then you're like do you like let everybody know your pubic hair business or like so then everybody can just start envisioning like what's happening you know so it's just you know conversations like that that you're like and I remember I had an older cousin one time, and she was, like, trying to probe me, like, like what's going on with you, you know? And I don't know any better, so... Older so cousins she, are the worst. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, so anyways, yeah, there's just all these factors that played into it. But, you know, I think feeling like I lost this, um, this youth in me because I was, like, a kid having kids. And then, like, I, I lost that. Like, I felt like I kind of, like, didn't get to experience that. 
And it definitely played into how I would feel about myself from that, you know, from then on and then into the next relationship, you know, because I was just self-conscious of myself. And you always feel like, you know, like you're just not enough, you know, or there's something wrong with you or, you know, somewhere is finding fault somewhere. So I can definitely own that abusive part. And I was like a self-mutilator, you know, cut my wrists and was never afraid to hurt. I would hurt myself before I hurt anybody else. Like, I was, like, one of those, like, introverted mutilators, you know? And and it's just good to be able to just, you know, be have an awareness about it today and, and just grow from it, you know? And just kind of hold compassion for myself at that time. And I don't think that's... That's one thing I had never did. I was just hard on myself. Oh, I feel ashamed about this. Or, oh, I feel embarrassed about that. But why well, didn't know? There's nobody there to, like, say anything different or guide you or take you in or, like, you know. And then instead of feeling victimized by that, I just think, you know, at least, like, I can still arrive here today and, and just hold space for myself and, and heal like that. No, I think that's really beautiful for you to share that with us. And it's also, like, and it's... It's shown in a lot of women, I mean, all women, they're put on this, like, um, they're exposed at a very young age, and there's these expectations of women to fit into these societal molds of what beauty is. And then even on the res, there's another expectation of what an indigenous woman is. So there's, and then a stereotypical version of what an indigenous woman is. So there's, like, multiple versions of... What are you doing? <laughs> There's multiple versions of what beautiful is, what thin is, what I mean, and it's different now than it was when we were growing up because now there's like there's like a Kim Kardashian beauty versus what there was when we were growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the expectations of beauty are not um are defined by men usually and and they're like there's so, that that dialogue is so violent in so many ways and it's it's a lot of women talking about women like and judging because they don't feel good about themselves or they're projecting because they aren't feeling enough and and i mean i know i've been in circles where like someone doesn't like a girl and they tear them right down even though they might be a nice person they might be a beautiful person they might have great qualities but because that girl looked beautiful to a man that that woman liked they don't care it's just and you, they take them down and you're all in eighth grade and and then it's awful right like i mean we're all nodding our heads here because we've all seen it but it's it kind of starts when you're growing up about oh she's gonna be real beautiful when she grows up or oh she eats too much now and she's little like she's seven or eight and she's growing up and i was thinking about it when i was ta- thinking about doing this podcast that i was going to introduce myself as sarah buns <laughs> Because that's what my daughter called me. She called me Sarah Buns, and my daughter's the little biscuit now, right? And that's what she called us because my daughter baked bread, and she liked to feed us. <laughs> so I was always Sarah Buns, but, like, that's our culture is to eat. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's your culture to eat, but you also have to be beautiful. It's, there's, like, there you go back and forth, right? And it's just a lot. It's a lot of different things all at once, so... My head's kind of like all over and I know you went from being young to being old like right away because there's so much in between like you because our bodies are our homes and there's so much that happens within them but I feel like it also 
starts with our mothers. I, I mean, me just saying that, what do you think of when I say that? Well, for me, with the bringing up the mothers, um, it was like I've always been bigger, chubby, fat, whatever word you want to put it, big boned. <laughs> thick and hot. Thick and hot. <laughs> pretty hot and thick, fat, whatever. Juicy. But like from age probably, I don't know, eight, nine to now, like I've always been the big girl. The taller girl. Um, so, yeah, at home, like, and I've always had the big butt and big thighs. Like, that's just me. It's who I am. It's acceptable now. Like, that's social media. Everybody wants to have the big ass, the big, nice thighs, and, like, a tiny waist. But then when we were younger, like, I would get made fun of for having a big ass and, like, big thighs and... Um, the cell, cellul- <laughs> cellulite and, um, and then even at home, because I had the bigger, big thighs, I was being called thunder thighs by family members at home. So like, I can remember from, I would never wear shorts. I was always in jeans. Um, I never started showing my legs until probably I had kids. So from like nine to 27 and like going swimming, I was always in a bathing suit plus a t-shirt and shorts because I I wanted to hide. I didn't want anybody to see me. Um, But being the bigger plus size girl, I was active. Like I was playing sports. I played soccer. I played basketball, softball. Like I wasn't just home eating like all day. I was just that's just my makeup. I'm just a bigger person. And now I'm being more loving to myself. I'm trying to, it's hard because I'm, I'm like 40 pounds heavier from when pre kids. I mean, I don't exercise. I don't do anything to like take the weight off, but it's still like, I want to get back to pre-pregnancy and pre-kids it's just hard like who has time to go to the gym on a daily basis to I know we, everybody should be eating healthy but it's it's quicker to do, eat not healthy you know after working all day and you got hungry kids like there has to be some type of routine Because kids, they're a little internal clock. They eat breakfast at a certain time, lunch at a certain time, snacks, and then dinner. And if that is off, they're screaming and crying because they're hungry and they they can't really tell you because they're hungry. And so it's easier to just like, I don't know, go to McDonald's or like box food, processed food. But I'm working on it. Like the past few summers I've actually just worn a bathing suit with nothing and nobody says a thing my kids don't say anything they like to make fun of me now because I do have a big butt but (laughs) (laughs) that's kids but yeah I'm like trying to get there with my body positivity I'm still working on it 
Good for you. I think you. I think that's one of the hardest things is is me being nice to myself in front of my daughter and me being really honest with like she'll be she'll be talking about my belly or whatever and she'll be like, Oh, it's so squishy and soft and I'm like, Yeah, and it's beautiful and I'll and she'll be touching her belly and then touching my belly and, and I'll I'll keep telling her how beautiful it is because I don't want her to have the shame that I've always carried about my belly and and I always thought, oh, when I hit this goal weight, when I hit this size, then I'm gonna have this elation, this feeling, this this I did it and, and this is how skinny people feel and it's gonna be exactly what I need and everything else is gonna fade away. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thought, right? Like everybody says, I'm gonna hit that goal weight and it's gonna be exactly what I need, right? And I did. I I got down to that size and I still didn't like what I saw in the mirror and I still didn't like what it was and it still wasn't enough and and I and I don't ever want my daughter to feel that uncomfortable in her skin and not to feel enough in her own body. So I'm consistently just teaching her what is good to feed herself and that when she's full that's enough like and that any anything that's too much of something is not good for her and that she can have sugar but not a ton of sugar because she'll get a bellyache and or she'll get sugar bugs in her teeth like I just try to be really healthy about it because because I want her to have really good healthy habits and I it it makes me nervous because I know how I shame myself about weight gain and like with the pandemic and everything I've gained weight and I just hide from people I don't want people to see me because they're going to be like oh that's the girl that failed oh that's the girl that put on the weight after she had the weight loss surgery you know like like I shame myself about it and it's more in my head than it is anywhere else because I know that I can get back on track and it's in my control but but for you to wear that bathing suit and and to be yourself and in your strength in front of your babies like that's a beautiful thing cuz they need to know that that's okay and and I love this generation walking around in their crop tops and yes. being like fuck you like they don't give a shit like they're, they they mm-hmm. have all these like beautiful thick role models in the media that are yeah. just doing the damn thing like we didn't have that no that was just not okay to do so I'm really grateful that that's there, that people like that are out there, like good, healthy people that are just loving all their curves and everything. Like, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I'm glad that that's in the media today. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, speaking of the whole media stuff, like, we had nobody, like you said. Mm-hmm. The only plus-size woman I can think of is Tyra Banks. And nowadays she's not even plus size no but back in when we were all young yeah she was the plus size supermodel and then my girls have been watching um music videos of the different female um artists like they like Katy perry and britney spears and um melanie martinez and they're the type of artist where they like to show their bodies and their their skin, which is totally fine. I'm not, like, going to censor them of watching a female artist in a bikini or, like, a thong or something. It's a female body. But I had put on Lizzo 
and I don't know what song it was. I don't really listen to her music, but I wanted her to, I wanted the kids to see a woman of like a normal, heavier size rocking the shit out of her body on in a music video and mm-hmm. Lizzo's great like she rocks bikinis with like a thong and she doesn't give a shit about <laughs> what size she is the kids did not say a word they're like mommy why is she shaking her butt so much <laughs> that's all the, that's all they said can. yeah they did not comment on that she's a bigger woman that she's got a bigger belly or bigger boobs nothing so that made me happy that they aren't seeing a difference in body sizes of women so that was cool yeah it is cool you know i was like thinking about um and it was really a real thing right like i have daughters and i have a a son who likes to you know be very provocative in his clothing and um, I was really trying to figure this out because, like, my daughter kind of, she's, like, more into, like, the big ear pants and, like, the big T-shirts and, you know. Mm-hmm. And then my son's, like, wanting to wear, like, skin-tight everything, you know, <laughs> booty shorts. And I'm like, get back in here. Like, I want to let your sisters walk out. Like, you're not walking out. Like, and then it was it was this interesting thing because then there's this there's this point right when when I see her trying to like you know wear tighter things and you know she you know she really grew up and blossomed into her own woman and uh but I I realized that um I had this thing like I wanted her to be able to express herself however she wanted to and not shame her or make her feel any kind of way. And then I was really stuck in that because in the other part of me was like, but I don't want people looking at her, you Mm -hmm. know? I don't want people looking at my daughter like that. And as much as I want her to go out into the world and be who she is, I know that the people that, you know, are out there ain't going to be having that same perspective. And I would always kind of feel like trying to find a way to balance that without trying to make her feel like it's like her responsibility but at the same time, like, the awareness that, you know what I mean, like, there was this real surge of just, um, like, going into, like, some of the schools and talking to young people and, and you know, r- real young girls just being like, you know, I just know I, I get more likes if my if my boobs are in the pics, you know. And so I'm like, yeah, I know, like, I get that, you know. And, and like, there's nothing, like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess there's there's nothing wrong with us having a conversation about it because really, like, we're the parents, we're the first parents that had to integrate technology on this level with our kids. Mm-hmm. And then, like you were saying, all this access, so it's like they got them phones, they got every access in the world to see every kind of thing, whatever. And so I guess it's like, you know, just trying to, again, how do we... How do we get on top of like, you know, that and and like leaving space for just it's not about trying to control people or change people. Like, how do we accept people for what they want or what they got or whatever the case may be without it always us making it like this is right and this is wrong, you know, and just creating more space like, no, that can totally exist and that can be right, too. Like there's multiple answers and solutions to things. And yet we keep trying to like make it it's either this or it's that. And I feel like we, we, we like really got an opportunity to like see that part where we were kind of like pinched up, like you're either Tyra Banks or you're, you know, who, 
<laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> You're somebody else, you know what I mean? But yeah, and so like, you know, we did. We had all these things thrown at us and stuff like that, but you know what? For the most part, I've really learned like this whole thing about sexuality and sexual identity, you know, and my son wanting to show up as this really provocative woman and I'd be like, yo, like there's a lot more to women than just sexiness. And then I'd have to check myself and I'd be like, am I even right for saying that? Because like, maybe we are sexiness and I just haven't owned that part of me yet. Mm -hmm. He's owned his sexiness and I'm still afraid of mine because I got shamed for mine, right? I got like beat down, I got talked about for mine, I got jumped for mine, you know what I mean? So when I I was feeling good about myself, that's when I was the biggest threat. And that opened you up to being unsafe. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, these kids are teaching me like everything right now. Like I just, you know, I learn a lot from them because Uh they force me to challenge that that perspective because I'm I'm mindful of what I'm passing down. Oh wow, I'm still on the part where, like the you said about um, checking your own sexiness, because like I don't consider myself sexy. Even though Will says that he's otherwise, but like me personally, I don't feel that way. I think there was a point in my younger, probably like teens and early 20s, I felt that way. But recently, no. But again, it comes back to me. Like, I'm not making myself feel sexy, you know? Mm-hmm. We need Allie to teach us how to be sexy again. Allie's <laughs> like, use wood, bring this up. When I'm- I know. <laughs> No, but I feel that like I'm I'm uh, I'm nerdy and I'm academic. <laughs> like I don't and I'm mom. I don't know when I lost that feeling. Mm-hmm. Maybe when I stopped drinking cuz I yeah. felt sexy when I was drinking. That's <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. Hell yeah. Like and you put on some old 90s hip hop. <laughs> fuck yeah. But <laughs> but now like I don't I don't know or I don't know. Like I don't know when you lose that because you've been shamed for so long for doing that because there's like the connection to violence or there's a connection yeah. to it being like slutty and negative and bad as opposed to it being like sexy and empowering or sexy and beautiful like there's there's this place in a woman's life where it becomes you can't have both and that's bullshit like you should be able to and I think Allie would agree with us if she was here and we miss you but (laughs) I think it's I think it's important for women to reclaim that and to own that and and if your children are the ones that are showing you that it's okay and then you don't have to live with shame just like it's okay to show your roles and walk around and wear the damn crop top (laughs) and you shouldn't be ashamed to do that because you're loving yourself and you're not worried about what everybody thinks Mm -hmm. they're showing us that too like my niece is like auntie you should just wear that i'm like oh no it's too tight oh no i i need to wear something that like totally is baggy enough to cover all of this she's like all of what and i'm like i don't want to talk about it (laughs) and i'm wearing this anyways you know like i just i've always dressed that way you will not see something on me that's tight enough to even see a line on my body Mm -hmm. because i cannot see myself in the mirror and my judgment and so i think our younger people are breaking outside of all of those societal molds that tell us what we have to or cannot be you know like and that's fucking beautiful 
<laughs> it's it amazing. Is. It really is. Like you just like drop some mics over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's badass. That should have been my Mohawk name. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, for sure. Like it, it's nice to to do some introspection on those things and like. Especially too, like my, my my kids got to watch me go through a body transformation, because like I, I really tied a lot of the harm that I was experiencing while I was pregnant for them, and during that time as like this traumatic place, and so you know having like you know just this pouch and not feeling good about it and just trying to tuck it here and like and then always just thinking about it right like Mm -hmm. even you're going down the road nobody's even in the car with you and you're like trying to fix your shirt (laughs) or like you know move around and I don't know and it really just it just you know so I started you know looking in the ways to make an offering and just you know (laughs) I so I just you know I had it chopped off you know I chopped it off and I was really like not um I don't know. I'd never had any kind of surgeries or anything done. So it was like a really big leap. But I really checked myself for about two years to make sure that I was really like, well, why was I doing it? You know, and then, you know, just trying to, you know, be about like wanting people to feel good about themselves and trying to be a messenger of that. And then at the same time, there was a lot of times where I couldn't even match match that. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't match it. And I can own that today. You know, I, I really wanted to be about that message but I wasn't really like entirely feeling you know that great about myself either and that's all right mm-hmm. you know that it's it's okay like I think though I'm learning to humanize myself through this process and give myself some grace because I'm really good at giving it for other people but not really like doing that for myself but yeah so anyways <laughs> I had a you know a tummy tuck a year ago and Really, I don't feel any kind of way about talking about it with people. It's just that I didn't want to promote it. Like, I didn't want it to be like, oh, well, she's because I'm trying to, you know, promote it to other people. But I would, you know, say that it was definitely a process. It, I would I would never do it again. Um, like, it was, a, it was a very, like, you know, big process in coming out of that. But I am happy with, you know, what I have now. I don't have any regrets doing it. In fact, it did help me in a lot in every way that I wanted it to and you know but I just feel like you know having the conversation about it is better than not having it mm-hmm. or people wanting to ask you and so you know so I was like that but like I, I I like owning my stuff and I don't mind being interpersonal like that like I know everybody's got their private business why would you put all your private business out there but this is really as like intentional for like educational purposes just in case like somebody's wondering or be like yeah that's empowerment you know what I mean like it's empowerment if you want to do it if you don't want to do it like the fact that we have the ability to transform ourselves physically today and have that kind of technology like blows my mind yeah so it's it's kind of fast I I think I actually realized how amazing my body was by healing from this so for me it was more or less like that and you know, and I think that, you know, if people, you know, should have conversations about that because it's a really scary thing out there because you can get hooked up with the wrong person and have like a really bad experience and then feel bad about that, too. You know, <laughs> so it's like, come on, we're, you know, we're not in a shame deficit here. So we're just going to try and get rid of some of that and, you know, just keep trying to move forward. So. So there. So there. 
Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that with us. I think it's really important to tell people that they should change for themselves, that it should be for yourself and no one else. And you should really think long and hard about it and understand all of the reasoning behind why you do something as drastic and mm-hmm. and very thoughtful that you're going to do to your body. It's a very intense surgery. I know many people that have done it and they just don't tell people because there's the shame and the stigma that surrounds it. And it seems like it would be something very superficial, but a lot of women go through the trauma of childbirth Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of PTSD that surrounds it. I had a very hard labor as well. And I think about my labor and all that that was included. And, and every time I look at my stomach, I think of that as well, you know, and along with my weight loss surgery and, and it's definitely something that I'm considering if, if I could. And, it takes a lot of strength to share that with people and and a lot of people think about it but they would never talk about it or consider it because there's that judgment and i think if there's one thing we can learn from this is to stop judging each other for what we do with our own bodies you know like if you want to have a big ass surgery and get size e boobs and that makes you feel real good all day because you have a nipple obsession like fuck yeah do it you know like i want you to love those nipples like i just feel like there's so many not just in community but in the world that like just sit around judging each other every day for like the decisions that we make and it's like it's my body my choice all fucking day long like Mm -hmm. i don't think you have a say in how i do or feel about those things like i'm what happens in my home is my home and and i think that's a very important thing and i think younger generation they're they're doing that even more and i think our generation we're starting to by learning from the younger but i Mm -hmm. i mean for you to share that a lot of other women in community have had surgeries but they'll never tell you that <laughs> they'll never speak it out loud you know yeah and they don't have to you no, know they mean? don't like, it's 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 cool like that but yeah i just you know just for the sake of like knowing it's for the greater good like the more we can own our stuff and the more vulnerable because there's a lot of power in vulnerability and we really run from that you know mm-hmm. and so this is like you know breaking that cycle right here right now like it's just saying i, I don't want to keep pretending i don't want to not keep showing up as my full authentic self i've worked so hard on trying to get to the root of why i'm like this and why am i like that and help me here and i don't know what to do and then all of a sudden it's just like you 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 can arrive at this place where you're like wow um you really wake up to like yourself in a way and that self-awareness is just like it's just a it's such a blessing and then you want it for everybody you know, you're like, yeah, you know, no matter what it is, it's all, it's all about you. You have the power, you know, empowerment, like cheer each other on, you know, try to be honest. Let's let's talk it out. You know, let's just talk this out. I don't want to fight you. I'm not your enemy. Like, I just want family, you know, deep down when I'm showing up in community, it's just me saying I just want family, you know. And, and I think like that sometimes we just don't learn to look at things like that until somebody reminds us that we can't. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just love that. I've 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 learned a lot from other people's growth and them talking about the the shame and all those perfect things or unperfect things. And you know what? It it really helped me. And so I just you know I just want to be a part of that gravy train. Like you know what I mean? Like it's hard. It's a hard life, and and we could really like, you know, be everything that 
you know, we didn't get and, and much more. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was just thinking of the younger, younger generation. It's, it is amazing how young girls, young boys, they really don't give a shit what other people think. They, some are going to follow the trends of what everybody else is wearing, but wearing the tight little crop top, showing off titties, wearing little booty shorts if you're male, female, whatever you classify yourself as. But then there's like me. I always love to clothes shop. I don't buy myself clothes all the time, but I like to look. And I always like gravitate towards the trendier stuff. Like, oh my God, that's so cute. But I never buy it. Like I never, I look like I wish and I'm like, oh my God, I think I can wear that. And then I get almost to putting it in my cart and then I, I, I delete it because I'm scared of what other people are going to think of me with, with wearing like a cute little tight bodycon dress or like that's a crop top because I have a bigger stomach or like I always want to dress that way, but I don't. And it's just because I'm self-conscious. I don't want people looking at me or judging me because I'm trying to dress a certain way, even though given my size type of thing. So I think I just need to buy the goddamn nice, <laughs> sexy dresses and just rock the shit out of it. But buy it. I Do don't. It. <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard to. It's like a mind game. Reprogramming the mind to not give a fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and it's so hard. It is hard. It's so hard. I think someone, I was having a conversation with someone and she's like, you're so brave. You have all those tattoos and piercings and, and you're not young. And I was like, you call me old? <laughs> and I was like, she's like, I, I think I'm too old for that. And I was like, who the fuck told you that? That you're too old for that. If you want to do that, just do it. Like, yeah, I was like, I didn't start getting tattoos in, until I was like in my early 30s. And then I just started getting them because I've always wanted them. I used to draw on my Barbie dolls when I was a kid, like when I was little and cut their hair off and color it. And like, I was always that kid that wanted tattoos. And then I just had all these ideas of what I wanted and then I couldn't afford it. And now that I can afford it, like (laughs) you're, you're old enough to afford the tattoos. You get the tattoos that are good. You don't get the cheap tattoos when you're 19, you know, like that's the (laughs) advice. Invest in the good tattoos. Don't get the cheap ones. Right. Like, but I think, um, it was surprising to me that she was like, you're, you're, I'm too old for that. And I was like, who in their right mind told you something so ridiculous? Like, that is ridiculous. You're never too old to wear the dress. You're never too old or too big to wear what you want to wear. You just wear what feels good and you live that life. I, wasn't there like a poem about women in purple hats? Like, I feel like I need to pull that up. <laughs> but it's like, like, we just need to step out of that uncomfortability of those societal pressures or our own on our own like lack of confidence which is what it is for me like I'll have on an outfit and I'll have on like 
my chucks or my docks and like a cute outfit and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go. And then I'll like get to the door. I'll be like, no. And then I'll change. And I'll be like, oh, I should have wore that, you know, like I should have. And, and, and then I'll get somewhere and my niece will be like, oh, you look so cute. Look at you. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did this, you know, but, but I, I feel like, and that's, I think that's why I'm obsessed with earrings. Cause you can always fit earrings. Yeah. Like you can never gain too much weight to wear your earrings. Right. <laughs> but I just feel like. I feel like that's taking my power back when I'm getting dressed in my closet is to just actually wear it because I had that idea in my head about this outfit. I'd been thinking about it all day and then I put it on and I'm like, no, no. Why did I even think that? And I should just fucking wear it, right? Mm -hmm. Just buy it. Just click the cart. (laughs) Purchase. Get it to you. Put it on. Yeah, but wait, wait. Let's, let's, let's pull it into another direction here did you ever go somewhere where you were all dressed up and you were and then like you're the only one and then you feel like so uncomfortable because you're like i way overdid it like you like i overdid it everybody knows i overdid it and you know what like there's like i don't know but yeah there's times where i, I just... think i saw you somewhere and you were very dressed up <laughs> But then I was like, I wish I would have dressed up. I had an outfit on and then I changed. And I was like, I wanted to dress up. I think if more people dress up and like get all done up, like I have so many nice outfits in my closet that I wish I would have just dressed the fuck up, you know, and and I should, you know, like, why not? Like, I'm like, I don't have anywhere to go. Who cares? We'll just go somewhere, like go get coffee, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like we should make more moments where we have opportunities to dress up and feel good about ourselves. Agreed. I still say we have to do an adult prom. Yes. I think it would be amazing. Because yes. there's some people who didn't go get to go to like their senior prom for whatever reason. But like you said, we don't have opportunities to get dressed up anymore because everybody works. There's You only get dressed up for like a wedding and that's about it around here. Yeah. <laughs> so you think there's a lot of weddings though now. That's yeah. And but I think it would be so much fun to just like host an an adult prom. We did one and nobody came because we didn't have a bar. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the reality of hosting dress up things, I guess. Yeah. Especially for adults. Yeah. But then for kids, that's kind of the reason you go to prom too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I think stuff like that is good for couples, too, you know, because there's not a lot of stuff for couples to do together besides, like, you know, go eat. Mm-hmm. Right? Go go to Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, there's... It's the like, movies. Home Depot yeah. on a Sunday morning. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm, I've, I've always been a big uh, advocate for stuff to do as couples and stuff like that but you know what i also like was interested in the fact that i really never thought guys had body insecurities and body like their own you know and so the more i ended up learning about i'm like wow you know what i mean like we really we really do a doozy on ourselves like right out the gate you know Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just think that like even for them too as men like you Mm -hmm. know feeling a lot of pressure there as well and having even less visibility for their body image insecurities you know yeah that's definitely true and then there's no conversation about that really at all the dad bod Mm -mm. situation (laughs) yeah because men are so again social media men are supposed to have 
the fucking six pack with huge pecs and 25 inch biceps. Like that's not feasible if you have kids and you work and are doing like just everyday things. I don't know any men like that. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> not around here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually no. I don't know anybody around here like that either. No, maybe when they were in high school, <laughs> they're still posting those pictures on Facebook, <laughs> living in their heyday <laughs> when I used to play lacrosse. <laughs> or if they're a cop, they try to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I think, you know, it's, 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 you know, probably good and healthy for them to, you know, work out, let out some of this, whatever they got going. Because, you know, I always had this thing, too, about, you know, guys and, like, you know, stocking, you know. Stocking's a real big thing on, so, you know, on, on all levels, right? But especially in, like, relationships, there's almost always, like, some form of stocking. And then, you know, like, in the, in the conferences and the spaces that we get to be in, like, I didn't really know that a lot of these um like social media things are are designed to help you stock people mm-hmm. right like here's information about that person well did you know that they changed their you know so you're constantly just getting information about people that you really don't need you know what i mean and then you become consumed with that person's life and what they're doing and mm-hmm. so anyways yeah and that that would really like blew my mind but i'm like you know yo it you know it makes sense but i always i kind of contributed this thing about like like their their need to hunt and their need <laughs> to stock. That makes sense. And I was like, yeah, I'm like that's like a real behavioral thing so the more less men could hunt and stock prey, they actually just like totally redirected <laughs> that behavior and just started doing it to their women. And I was like, yo, can you imagine if like that, you know, so it's like gotta get those men back out there, you know, and hunting like food and not like us, right? So and and I think like sometimes there were just these different connections that I made about, you know, behavior and community and violence and like healing and relationships and it really is uh, a whole universe in itself. But yeah, I just uh you know, I just think that, you know, as as long as like, you know, the guys know that <laughs> we're here to support them too you know what i mean yes. and support the conversation because there's times i've gone on the radio and i've you know i've I've talked a lot about sexual assault and domestic violence but you know i got to talk a little bit about men being abused too and there was men that would reach out that would be like thanks you know like i can't do that but you know knowing like someone like you is building those bridges and i think we can right we can totally um you know just have enough love for everybody and be like you know what guys we love you too and I'm I'm then I question have I judged men by their bodies absolutely <laughs> right I've absolutely judged them by their bodies and then until I own that right like how am I you know what I mean really going to be able to shift my own reactions to or my responses or how I'm choosing so I think yeah it's just um it's just good to be aware of yourself like that cuz then you have the ability to change it and and what's nice about that is you you kind of see where you've been like superficial mm-hmm. for a minute and not knowing that you're being superficial because everybody else is superficial so you're like hey you know what I mean like there's nothing wrong here but then all of a sudden you're just like no like it's it, you know you just hopefully grow and you start seeing people as people and then you're attracted the sexiness is the conversation the sexiness is the creativity and how you show up and if you paint your nails or 
You know what I mean? Wear something different. Like, I love people today. Like, I so appreciate people that will come through with some bold-ass striped pants on and, like, polka dot <laughs> shirt. Big, you know what I mean? I'm like, yes. And you know what's actually interesting? The first time I really seen, like, women's empowerment was in prison. Because legit, one of my first nights in prison, I get there and the ladies jump out and they're about to fight. They come out of the shower and they're they're there's some big, beautiful black women out there. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. So anyways, they 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 come out, they're beefing about so I'm nervous, right? Like I'm like, oh my god, like how does this work? Does everybody jump in? Am I supposed to jump in? Like I'm staying over here and so anyways they're standing they put their Tims on. So, you know, in jail, you can have Timberlands, and they must have been there for a minute because only, like, if you've been there long enough, you could get those in. But, you know, they're not, you can't get them in like that. So, anyways, they're both standing there, right, both in their boots, and they got their fists up, and they're just going back and forth, right? And I, and they were, you know, they were some big mamas. And I was like, you know what? I just love that. They just totally owned that you know what I mean they were standing there naked as hell just getting ready to like rumble <laughs> and they didn't really rumble but it was just like my first time seeing women of color just not give a shit like that mm -hmm. you know and then there was a lot of stuff that like I just didn't ever see at home like, I didn't see our women showing up like that but then when I'm hanging around you know, women that like are full, like, you know, I'm big and I'm beautiful and this is sexy. And why, why wouldn't you want this? And I'm like, whoa, you know, like I need to get there. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know, and I'm like, why does that feel so good? Well, because it is, mm -hmm. you know, it is. So I, I love that. I totally built confidence off of black women and the sisterhood that I was able to build with them because they, they came across to me in a whole other way that you don't get from other spaces, you know? Mm -hmm. And they always cheered me on. They were always like, Indian, you know, you gotta go back and tell the people about us. And you know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, and if anybody from here comes through, like, look out for them, you know, because we, I need somebody to look out for our women, you know? It's hard coming through these walls and trying to navigate. So anyways, yeah, there was always a, a good substantial amount of respect and support. And I always like to bring that up because we also have to have conversations about interracial relationships and things like that because we're pretty ugly in that area too sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. No, that makes me think about the women. I mean, they're, it wasn't in prison. It was in my, my doctoral cohort. <laughs> but I had um, some beautiful women of color in my doctoral cohort and they were... They were also my biggest supporters and and they were big african-american women and they were just always like my cheerleaders and and they were sisters you know and and there were other women that were interested in like being a part of an oppression olympics like i'm i'm a victim more than you are and and i was like i'm not here to fight against you i'm here to fight alongside you as a sister and and we finally would see commonalities and and then we would fight together against an oppressive system and it was mm -hmm. it was really important to have those conversations and i i firmly agree with you that that's that's a common ground that we could find if if we could have more conversations about those things because because there's a whole there's a whole bunch of amazing women out there that really would 
would be great to be sisters with, you know, like I, on some days, I don't know what I would have done without them because they really like, they pray for you and, and they hold you up when you fall and they're, they're, they're resilient as fuck. And mm-hmm. they really just have those good words when you need them. And, and I think that's, it's really important to see like how they love their bodies and how that's something that's just so, I mean, stand like it's just common it's just standard across the board for them that they there's so many big beautiful women out there and they're all about it you know like and they always have been and it's just yeah black women changed the game they changed the whole game they said wait a minute this is our game and then they totally made the game theirs and i was like you know what i got respect for that all day long (laughs) i really do it's so true though it's so true So the other thing I wanted to talk about is, I mean, those women, they had a level of self-love that I've never seen, but I wanted to ask you both, what do you do for self-love? Like, what do you do in practice? What do you do? tell yourself? Um, what do you tell your daughters? What does self-love mean to you? Really, <laughs> the, I've been kind of boycotting, like, my eyebrows and shaving <laughs> <laughs> and putting on makeup it's just because I, for one I'm lazy I'm, I'm rushing around in the morning and I don't like I don't care anymore I don't care if I got fucking bushy eyebrows or hairy legs <laughs> like no joke I go sometimes like a month without shaving my legs and I'm wearing a skirt and they're real long and I just don't care and like I don't really do my nails I don't put on a full face of makeup it's just really mascara a little bit of concealer and blush it takes me five minutes in the morning um like so that's my appearance like body love and my clothes I I need to update because I dress comfortable like skirts I love dresses and skirts at summertime they're comfortable but then they also hide, like they hide my belly, they hide my legs, because I like the long dresses and long skirts. So that way, my my big thighs <laughs> aren't showing. Um, but that's like the outward appearance, but inside I, I struggle with still. I, I look in the mirror and I don't like it. <laughs> so I, I need to work on that myself. And it's hard. Like, it's really hard to say nice things to yourself while you're butt-ass naked looking at yourself in a full-length mirror. That is, that's what I have to work on. So that's, like, my body image. I want to get to that space of not rocking a bikini during the summer or showing my legs and like little booty shorts or something. (laughs) I'm not there yet. And I still have to like tell myself nice things when I look in the mirror. So that's it. You know what I would recommend, Victoria? You go and make a trip to Miami, Florida. And you take a sister, a friend, whoever ignites your wildness. We're going. And you go out there and you put your booty shorts on so nobody knows you 
nobody knows you're there and i swear to god it's like the most freeing thing yeah. to just go out because everybody you know what i mean like that's what's nice about going into cities and stuff like that right like you're just like it's all of a sudden you feel like you can be different mm-hmm. you know and then we really wake up to like how you know limited our thinking is when we're home mm-hmm. you know and why it's important to take a trip out every now and then and dip out but yeah, that really helped me. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, all of a sudden I was wearing the shirt. I'm like, I don't give a... <laughs> but, you know, and that's what's nice. And remember hearing, like, your aunts or, like, your mother or something be like, oh, it's nice when you don't care anymore. And you're like, well, I do. You know what I mean? And then now you're like, oh, my God, it is nice when you don't care anymore. And uh-huh. or not care like that, but, you know, still want to care enough to do something about it, you know. And I think that's the main thing is, like, you're you're hopeless until you until you own it and then you have complete power like everything is in your ball field because you're owning yourself mm-hmm. and it's when we're not owning ourselves that we're usually feeling like we're not in good relationship you know we're just not in a good way with each other and like that's all right you know what i mean because like we're we're here to learn right like we're just here to learn about ourselves and that's right mm-hmm. That's it. I'm booking a plane ticket to Miami. <laughs> right? I know. You know what? Will's going to be like, what the? You got the kids for the next 10 days? And I'm like, yup. <laughs> girls trip. Yeah, girls trips are fun. So, do- so to answer your question, like, girl trip, you know, yo, those things really put some perkiness into you, a pep in your step. <laughs> like, there, I think there's nothing better than just, you know, especially... Under whatever stress is like going wild, mm-hmm. you know, just feeling free and wild and not restricted and not like, you know, like whatever. And, and for me, like I really need a lot of that. But aside from that, like self-love, I've gotten into like fitness stuff. I've gotten into try to eat better. And you know what I realized? Like my best teachers have been the kind of people that are around me. So if I got a girlfriend who's like, you know, just drinking out of jugs all day, like, you know, like glass jars. And I'm like, I want to drink out of glass jars, too. You know what I mean? So I'm like running around with a glass jar all of a sudden. I'm like, feel like I'm, you know, cool like her because, you know, I want to. That's the kind of trends I want to be a part of, you know, healthy stuff. And then I switched my salt to pink salt or I, you know, buy different organic coffees or I'm trying to be mindful about the milk that I'm about. I'll invest in the better food. I'll. And all those little things, like, do add up. So I try to remind myself to give credit for that. But, you know, the way society's built today, we can't just be moms. So we're very, we're always living unnaturally. And that's why we're always struggling in these ways. Because we lived communally. We were supposed to have, like, you know, 27 sisters around us. All getting after our kids and being like, you got this. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's just how it was. And we never felt abandoned and all that. You know, so I I really found that through the process of relationships, we're really learning how to be relatives again, Mm -hmm. how to be an aunt, how to be a sister, how do I show up like, you know, whatever. And I love that because that's where we learn about our love, you know, and there's not a lot of places in your life that are designated just to have your attention so you can learn about what kind of love you carry. Where does your love come from? Who creates that for you? How do you where do you feel it in your body? You know, how does it show up? And then we're like, why the hell are we not talking about that? You know, we'll talk about trauma and the pain. And trust me, I know I do it every single day. But you get me on a conversation. We can talk about love for the body. 
you know, love for the spirit, love for the journey, love for the human being, you know, love for the sacrifice and the death and the birth. Like, it's, it's all love, you know. And then you're like, why? You know, like, yeah, yeah, I want to I be on that too. You know, that, that feels good. I want to be about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and we can do that, right? We are doing it. So I like that. We are. I think for me, um, I'm looking for my joy. Um, I've been asking my baby what she needs and giving that to her more fully and being more present and being a little bit more spontaneous in, in what we do together because she's bigger and and going out and doing different things with her and and randomly gifting people plants and going for visits. I don't know. Like I just, I think it's um, it's more about um, experiences for me than it has been before. Like I'm trying not to be stuck at home so much. And and um, I don't know. I gifted my neighbor plants, and she made me earrings, and cook gave me cookies to bake later with my daughter because I was a good neighbor and I was like look at these earrings like I was just like floored you know because it was just this beautiful like vision of reciprocity and and like we take care of each other like I'm like hey I got snakes this is what I use this is what you should use and here I have extra plants do you want some and she's like hey I cooked extra this and we're very neighborly and it's funny because like I don't know if I've ever had a relationship like that. So it's just, and it's joyful to me, you know, and, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm a priority when, because I haven't been taking very good care of myself since my Duda passed away. So eating really well, like protein first and then vegetables second, barely any carbs, no processed, like fake sugars. I'm done with all of that. So I I drink a gallon of water a day. So I always have a Yeti stuck to my hand and a gallon in my car. Like I, I'm really committed to that. I'm taking my vitamins um, and I'm trying to work out a half an hour a day. And it's it's hard because it's not what I'm used to doing and I really have to carve out time for it. But I have to remind myself every day that I have to take care of myself because I can't pour from an empty cup anymore. And my daughter is a really fast runner and she needs a lot of my energy. And if I don't have it to give to her, then what do I have to give? And she wants to play with me all day. She's so so wild, (laughs) but so beautiful. So I wanna make sure that I'm doing that. And and I think um, I'm spending more time with my sisters and and their children and just cooking together and sharing meals and and I'm taking care of her kids and her animals and their kids and their animals and back and forth and just really building those relationships now that they're all home together and in that community that family that we do and making cornbread and and doing those things that we love to do together as a family like that's just very important to me but I try to tell myself I love myself every day in the mirror, every day in the morning. And sometimes it makes me cry and sometimes it makes me smile. <laughs> Today I did a, a headshot with um, uh, Jaden at Dreamcatcher. And um, I and I was sitting there for a really long time. And you're sitting there and she's like clicking away and clicking away. And you got to move the mouse, I guess. 
Oh, so I was sitting there with Jaden and I was getting my headshot and um, it's a lot of time for introspection, right? Like, and I was thinking about the last time I had my photo done like professionally, I think I was in high school <laughs> for like my senior picture. And then I had one done at my last position and and I never saw those. Um, so I don't, and I'm just thinking of like milestones and and where I was in care, because I was thinking about this podcast, and I was like, I'm really taking care of myself now. And there's been so many times that I wasn't. And then I did a speech yesterday for the whole incoming class of med students. And I was telling them, like, sometimes you're going to fall off balance. Some days you're not going to eat enough. You're not going to sleep enough. You're not going to be able to, like take your vitamins, you're just not going to be able to do enough to keep your balance. So when you do that, you need to go outside and put your feet on the earth and ground yourself and remember your roots, remember where you came from and tap into whatever teachings that you have in your family. It may not be my teachings, but it may be wherever you come from whatever those teachings are that bring you to the home that you carry within yourself. And then you can find your balance again and you can start finding those things that bring you that self-care and that self-love again and you can reignite that. And for a long time, I wasn't doing that and I wasn't caring for myself at all. So I think that's why I wanted to do this today because it's no matter how far you fall off the track whether it be using or or in a bad relationship or in an abusive space or whatever that is you know like it's not too late to pull yourself back in and get centered and and figure out what you need again right yeah yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) Chanel just took a big death breath over there Really took me on a journey with that Did one, I? Sarah. I was like wandering <laughs> around all over the place in my thoughts, and I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. We got a good hour on here, mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe we've touched a good layer of this. And you know what? Like, yeah, these conversations are just, you know, really enriching. And you know, I always appreciate the courage and the authenticity, and you know, and just agreeing to. You know, do this with one another. It's been a real treat, and I just always like to express my gratitude. You know, it's just a good way of being and acknowledging people, and we all like that. I like it. You know what I mean? So I just try to be what I, you know, what I want to see. You know, and I, and I think there's nothing wrong with owning that. You know, even if you are trying to be positive, and it's not always like that. Trust me, people know I'm I'm not always positive. I'm always <laughs> trying to empower people, but you know, I'll get real, real serious and you know a hot second and I I, you know and I I own that part of me you know I'm a very emotional woman and I just (laughs) use all that emotion to try to you know get me through the day so I don't know what do you think are we ready to send it off send it okay I think we're good yeah yeah we're real grateful Mm -hmm. thanks for sharing space with us tonight today whenever you're listening to us crazy asses talk about all this stuff (laughs) yes 
for sure. Yeah, we got to know that. You got to know somebody loves you. You know, that's what we're here. We're here out of love, love for ourselves, love for our kids, love for the people. And that's that's following our original instructions. That's as good as it gets right there. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tokyo.